You're listening to the Lost Chill Podcast with Katie and Kimmy. For years now, I have had the pleasure of listening to the wit, banter, and pure joy from these two, and now I invite you to share in the delight of listening to them discuss the books they're currently reading. Whether you are a fellow dedicated bibliophile or simply wish you had more time to read, you will love hearing the insight and discussions around the stories they dive into. So grab a cup of coffee or pour a glass of wine and let's jump on in. Katie and Kimmy, take it away. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Chill Podcast, where the pronunciations are made up and the stars don't matter. I'm Katie. And I'm Kimmy. We are your marvelous hosts. Welcome to another episode of the Lost Chill Podcast. We can't wait to get into this week's book discussion. We've switched to every other Tuesday for releasing podcast episodes, but while you're waiting for those new episodes to drop, we will be releasing a new blog post every week. There is not an episode. Plus, you can always head over to Instagram and find us there. Over on Kimmy's Lost Chill, you can find me talking about nearly all genres of books with heavy Taylor Swift references, long, wordy reviews, everyone's favorite because after all, we're all readers, (laughs) and frequent pictures of Jackson, the Mile High Dog. He's famous, you know. True. Head over to Katie's Lost Chill for brief reviews that are always spoiler-free, plus plenty of my traveling adventures and my dog Wrigley coming in cute with the photo bombs. Aww. We do also have an Instagram that's dedicated to just our podcast, which of course you can find at The Lost Chill. Be sure to follow us there so you never miss all of our exciting announcements from upcoming books we'll be featuring to Zoom chats we'll be hosting with authors, plus many more fun things on the horizon. Mm -hmm. So we're so happy to have you tuning in with us. Whether it's your first episode or you've been with us here from the beginning, Please let us know that you're enjoying the Lost Chill podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more we're able to grow our podcast. So please do that. We'd appreciate it so much. All right. All right. I think it's time to get to the reason we're all here. Let's talk books. Welcome to September. Fall is knock, knock, knocking on the door, and it's about to be sweater weather. And with the new season comes... Pumpkins! Well, yeah, but I was going to say... Apple cider! Okay. All right, that's also true. But still not what I was going to say. With the new season comes... The re-release of one of the most autumn-esque albums of all time, read Taylor's version, written, sung, and owned by the Taylor Swift, complete with 10-minute version of All Too Well. Okay, yes, but... Books, Kimberly. (laughs) Books. Remember, this is a podcast about books. And new books are coming. Oh, we should totally tell people about that. Yeah, (laughs) we should. Well, we're here to tell you about that. And that's literally the entire premise of this episode. So there's tons of new books coming out and we're really excited. Like any typical TBR pile, we definitely won't get to them all, but we're going to highlight for you some of the hottest books coming out that we're looking forward to uh, for the rest of the year, September, October, and November. They're cut off. Yeah. It's fall. I don't know. Okay. It's fine. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) There's so much to look forward to. So many great books on the horizon. I can't wait. I don't even know where to begin. Ah! Should we just start at the beginning? No. Um, I am a puppy. Give me the goods. We start with some thrillers and mysteries. Okay. So 
I know right off the bat one that you are super hyped for. Oh, yeah? We're getting a sequel to a book that we featured on the Lost Chill podcast earlier this year. And that sequel is The Man Who Died Twice by Richard Osman. Yes, I am so excited about this one. Go check out episode number eight, which we talk about the first book in this series called The Thursday Murder Club. That is where we planned our retirement and related all of the characters to ourselves. That's so fun. It was. So wait, there's four. So I'm Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. I'm Ibrahim. Ibrahim. And then, of course, um, Lindsay's the baker. What was, what was her name? Her name? <laughs> Lindsay. It was Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, does that mean Mel has to be the other dude? Yes. <laughs> That's fine. So, that is us. Uh, the man who died twice gets the Thursday murder club back together after Elizabeth receives a letter from an old colleague who wants her help after making a terrible mistake. It says Elizabeth has a long history with this person, so I'm hyped about that. Like we just said, Elizabeth equals me, so I can't wait to get hurt. I can't wait to get to know her better. If you want to check out The Man Who Died Twice, it hits shelves on September 16th. We're definitely both reading that one. Let us know on our Instagram at The Lost Chill if you want us to feature The Man Who Died Twice in its own episode, just like we did with The Thursday Murder Club. Um, another big mystery book that's coming out is Apples Never Fall by Lane Morardi. Yes, I am so excited for that one. I have read five books out of nine by her. I didn't her, realize actually. you read so many by her. I don't know why. Sometimes I just get on kicks. I used to do it more before Bookstagram got me. Mm -hmm. And so I, because I wasn't so heavily influenced by everything I was seeing, I'd just be like, all right, let's do your entire backlog. Let's right. Go. Like, I like you. I like this. Yeah. Let's, let's keep going. So I did that with her. Of course, she's probably most well-known for Big Little Lies, thanks to the TV show. Yep. I read that one. Did you like it? I did. I didn't watch the TV show. Did you really? watch the TV show? Oh, I loved the TV did you? show. I feel like it's a benefit if you read the book and watch the show to have some distance between them. Uh-huh. So the same thing with Firefly Lane. I was able to view them pretty separately because mm -hmm. it had been so long since I'd read it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's why, but I enjoyed both. Yeah, it's been probably... I read it when it, was first, when it first came out, so it's been a while. Have you read anything else by her? I have not, but I am excited about this. Um, I've seen a lot of speculation that um, this is going to be one of the book of the month choices. I don't know how true that is. Have you? I... Sometimes I've I've seen that she's too big, so people don't think she don't, will be. I don't know. It, it kind of goes back and forth. And obviously, by the time this episode airs, we will know. available for download. We will already know. So that's kind of a moot point at this point. But yeah. So Lane Moriarty is definitely known for some good family dramas with a little mystery thrown in. Apples Never Fall will tell us the story of the Delaney family. Basically, the matriarch goes missing. And as is typical... Her spouse is the prime suspect. The husbands always do it. The two of them have four kids, and it sounds like they're split 50-50 between thinking dad is innocent or guilty. So check Ooh. it out when it hits shelves on September 14th. That's that does sound right good. around the corner. Don't we have the arc for that, too? No. Oh, I thought we did. I wish. <laughs> so far, both of the upcoming books we've mentioned are authors that we have a little familiarity with their work. Uh, one of the books I'm looking forward to is called Harlem Shuffle by Colston Whitehead. I haven't read anything about him yet, but I keep seeing such rave reviews for his writing that I'm just hyped to finally read anything by him. 
We do have an e-arc of Harlem Shuffle, so that will be my first one by him probably. Yeah, I did see this, um, that we did get this arc, and I don't know much of what it's about other than the book is set in the 1950s Harlem, and it's about a furniture salesman who leads a bit of a double life, gets involved in planning a heist to rob a hotel, but things go awry. So, sounds a little like some things I've read. Lately, <laughs> heists and plans going wrong. Weird. Honestly, I don't even know that I would pick this one up based on synopsis alone. However, I do see good reviews for this book and tons of rave reviews for the author. So many people have even said, if you even just look on Goodreads for this book, they're like, "He wrote it. I'm buying it." <laughs> like, I've never heard of him. Really? Before. He wrote yeah. the Underground Railroad. Um. Something Boys. He's written. Well, I'm excited. A few I'm, other I'm ones. definitely going to check it out. So I am excited. If you want to read this one, Harlem Shuffle drops on September 14th. All right. So here's a little bit of a surprising twist. Um, Kimmy and I share a NetGalley account, and there was a book in there that neither of us recognized and accused each other of requesting the arc Mom Jeans and Other Mistakes by Alexa Martin. But we neither one of us requested it. We we figured out after a little <laughs> bit of a uh, digging around that there was this mystery book. So Kimmy looked into the synopsis and reviews a little bit more, and she could not find a bad review. So I decided, what the hell? I'm going to read this since it's getting such good reviews. Um, right now I'm halfway through the book, and I'm absolutely loving it. Totally something I would... <laughs> never have picked up had it not just miraculously shown up in our NetGalley account. So this is a fun story about friendship, motherhood, and relationships. Plus, the two main characters who are best friends have a podcast called Mom Jeans and Martinis. Best friends and podcast is always a winning combination. It absolutely is. So it's just really a fun read, easy, lighthearted, but... I think you'd like it because it's lighthearted, but a little heavy at times. <laughs> oh, my fave. Um, apparently, Alexa Martin is known for her smutty football series, but this could not be any further from that whatsoever. So Mom Jeans and Other Mistakes is available September 7th, and that was a little happy little accident that we got in our NetGalley account there. I love how you still were so willing to take a chance. Yeah, why not? It's new, it's fresh, fresh, <laughs> it's, um, I also need a little bit of a palate cleanser is also the thing. I've been reading really heavy thrillers, like back to back to back to back. Okay. And I really I just that. needed something lighter and easy to read. That's fair. And that's really why I chose to dive into that one. Good. Well, I'm glad it's working out it well. It is. It is. You, you'll, you will really like it. <laughs> you need to read it. Let's switch gears again. A lot this time. Okay. A genre that neither one of us read very much at all is nonfiction. And aside from memoirs, we tend to just not read many at all. Are there any coming out soon that you want to read? Yes, actually. So, you know how one of my favorite subgenres is food-related books? Mm-hmm. So there's a group biography, if you will, coming out called Tastemakers by Mayuku Sen that tells the story of seven immigrant women who deeply impacted how Americans eat to this day. 
I absolutely love food and consider myself to be pretty adventurous while still picky when it comes to eating. But I can't wait to read this book and I'll probably want to cook all the things after. So I don't, I haven't heard of this book at all. Um, is this more of a cookbook or is it? No, it's biography. It's a biography with recipes. There's seven women. I don't know if there's recipes. I'll probably just want to oh. cook hearing them talk about oh, okay. the food. I know there's probably one who's Italian, a Jamaican, um, and just other ways. And apparently they just had a huge impact. And it also explores why some of them uh, were not loved in their time. Or they were not appreciated in their time. Wow. And others were, and some are famous and some are, and kind of explores that too. But they all just somehow had an impact. I don't know how yet, but I yeah. will. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that all ties together. I'm, I'm also fascinated that they're able to trace back to these seven women who had such an impact on our cuisine. That just seems insane to me that you can do that, <laughs> that you can go back and be like, oh, yeah. Marge over there, she really brought us some amazing <laughs> meals in the pasta realm that completely are what we eat today. You know, like, yeah. it, just, it well, just seems weird. I'll let you know. How yes, yeah, please do. Because I'm very interested to hear how those women relate to each other. Tastemakers is out November 2nd. If you also love books on food and badass women who change the world, pick that up. Speaking of badass women impactful women. Jane Goodall actually has a book coming out called The Book of Hope, a survival guide for trying times that was co-written with Doug Abrams. Um, I'm excited about this. I took an anthropology class in high school that focused on Jane Goodall's research and read several of her books in that class and she is a fascinating woman. Oh, I haven't read anything by her. Oh, you haven't? No. I've received a physical arc of this one as a surprise. Shout out to Celadon Books, the publisher. So I can't wait to read it. I will let you borrow it for yes, sure. Yes, please do. It sounds like a breath of fresh air in today's crazy world. I'm very, very excited for it. She is a saint and a godsend to the animal community. And even though some of her practices we're a little bit scrutinized when she was doing them. I still think that she's relevant and incredible today. The Book of Hope acknowledges how hard things in the world are today and how disheartening it can be, especially reading the headlines. This book strives to focus on answering how to remain hopeful when everything else seems hopeless. So check out Jane Goodall. This is actually the second book in what is called the Global Icon series. And it sounds like it's possibly written as like interview style that's why it's co-written with someone the first was called the book of joy with the dalai lama and archbishop desmond tutu from what i can tell both of these books sound really awesome i will be posting a review asap but if you could use a little hope in today's insane world be sure to check out the book of hope on october 19th so i would definitely be interested in reading those on audiobook Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll look up the Book of Joy that way. Yeah, I'm not sure if she's going to narrate it, but never know. <laughs> no, you don't. You never know. <laughs> <don't. laughs> All right, so I know you just said that I hardly ever read nonfiction, but sometimes I do. And one of my favorite nonfiction authors is Jocko Willink. 
Jocko is a retired Navy SEAL who has a really awesome podcast and has written numerous books. Uh, so far, all of his adult works, such as Extreme Ownership and The Dichotomy of Leadership, have been nonfiction. He's written children's books, both chapter and picture, that have been fiction. In fact, I think, I believe I got your offspring, his book, Mikey and the Dragons. Yep, and it was a uh, quick favorite oh, in our house. Good, I'm so glad. Yes. So this is his first adult novel that's fiction coming out, Avi, mm-hmm. called Final Spin. It's listed as a thriller on NetGalley. I enjoy those. Weird. I know, it's strange. Uh, but the only description that we have so far is that some guy is living a monotonous life, working at a laundromat, and hears it's going to be sold, so he and his friend come up with a plan to get money to buy it. But things don't go as planned. <laughs> Weird. That seems to be a common theme. Oh, in my books. gosh. I'm like... <laughs> Having deja vu with <laughs> the past six books I've read <laughs> recently. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to read it. He's an autobi author, not even for just me personally, but for my entire household. I am curious to see if this one takes off in our little corner of Bookstagram because he's huge, just not necessarily in the Bookstagram circles with a lot of um, jujitsu guys, military guys, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's very well known in that realm. So I'm curious to see how this one plays out. I will definitely read it and I will let you all know how it is. If you want to check out Final Spin, it hits shelves November 16th. Uh, question. Yes. Uh, do you know our other bestie, not Lindsay, um, Taylor? Oh, yes, Miss Swift. Yes, Miss Swift. Um, she's been known to give you some book recommendations. True, I've heard. True. Has she recommended anything to you recently for what's coming out this fall? <sighs> Not directly, but you know, that last and only time she ever let me down <laughs> was with the book Normal People by Sally Rooney. And on September 7th, Sally Rooney is releasing a new book called Beautiful World. Where are you? And there's kind of a part of me that wants to give her another shot. No, but I probably won't, honestly. But I kind of want to. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I probably won't. I would put money on it that you end up reading it for some reason. Shh, why? Because I know you. Because <laughs> I want to see if this was exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I'm curious. Just like how when you hate a book that everybody else likes, I immediately have to go out and read it. <laughs> That's fair. But you know our other friend, Who? Angeline Bully. Yes, I'm, I'm familiar with her. Ah, I love her so much. I do too. She is the author of Fire's Keeper Daughter, of course. And we had a chat with her earlier this year. Uh-huh. We featured a whole episode on it. Love her. She actually recommended a book series to me via article. <laughs> not, not personally. <laughs> she did not personally recommend it to me. But she recommended a book series called The Morrow Thieves by Cherie Demeline. This is a dystopian novel, which you know I like. Yep. Where everyone's lost the ability to dream except for North America's indigenous people. Somehow it's found out that their marrow can cure the dreamlessness in others, so they start to get hunted. The first one is out now, and I have it checked out from the library. The sequel to the book that we have an e-arc for is called Hunting the Stars, and it hits shelves on October 19th. So... I would like to have your opinion on that to see if that's something that I would enjoy. While I dislike the dystopian books, they're not my jam. We've talked about that in depth. Um, I really, Angeline Bully's book, Firekeeper's Daughter, sparked 
a love of the Native American fiction. And I would love to read something like this. But if it's too much dystopian, it loses my interest. And I don't <laughs> think that the the Native American aspect of it would be able to keep it enough that I would be interested because I dislike dystopian that much. Okay. So I'll let you know. Yes. I hear really good things about it. Angeline Bully says it's like one of her favorite books. Yeah. Well, two of them. Yeah. But, and she read both. She read the first and the, she, an advanced reader's copy of the other one too. So yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in this, but I'm going to have you vet this one out <laughs> for me first. So we had such a great chat with Angeline Bully. So I love that you got a good book recommendation from her, even if it was via an article. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Firekeeper's Daughter still remains a top favorite for both of us on the whole year. Another one of your favorites that we read and also did an episode on earlier this year is The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. And she has another book coming out in October called A Spindle Splintered. Whew, that was lispy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for A Spindle Splintered. And you know I've been saving her other book, The Once and Future Witches, for spooky season because Mm -hmm. I'm silly and a mood reader. Yeah, that's okay. I know you have. I can't wait to hear what you think on those. To be brief, a spindle's... Why did you have me say this? I really didn't even think about it. A Spindle Splintered is a novella that's described as reimagining of Sleeping Beauty. The details are even more intriguing. The main char- character, I'm probably going to say this wrong. Zinnia. Zinnia. Oh. Oh. I read another book with a character named Zinnia when I was in like elementary school. I don't remember what it's called, but I obviously remember that character. <laughs> Who forgets Zinnia? Yeah. Okay. So she has a rare condition. That means that she won't live past her 21st birthday. So, of course, her best friend wants to make that birthday as memorable as possible. During the festivities, a la Sleeping Beauty, she pricks her finger and she meets another who is desperate to escape her fate. Is this set in modern times? I don't know. Like she's going out to the bar for her 21st birthday? Like it's like a spa. And, and I don't know where she pricks her finger. It's like a oh. spa, I think, or like some beauty treatment. Oh. It might be futuristic. I don't know. I don't think it's the bar, though. I didn't know. You might meet pricks there, but I don't... Ha! Huh. <laughs> so you can check out A Spindle Splintered on October 5th. If you want another fantasy novel and another recommendation by one of my favorite authors, you will have to check out The Inheritance of Orquidia Divinia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't either, but... I typically don't like fantasy, but like you, I love The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Also, we have an episode on that from earlier this year. Check it out. So when V.E. Schwab recommended The Inheritance of Orquita, Orquita, Divine, Divina, I can't say that, and I apologize. Um, On the book of the month, I was not at all shocked that you were going to pick that. I know you love your contradictions. A common favorite of yours is lighthearted but heavy. So when Schwab described this book as delicate and robust, subtle and powerful, and brimming with magic, I was like, yeah, she gonna get that. (laughs) Hell yes. Then you throw in mysterious, unquestionable, quote-unquote, family quirks, mysterious inheritance, and the ties that bind us to our ancestors. I am 
in. The inheritance goes between past and present and dives into what is passed down in each generation. And if that checks all of your boxes, just like it does for me, you can read it too on September 7th. All right. So we're pretty set with books coming out this fall. Is there anything coming out this season for our bestie, Lindsay? Well, there's a new Nicholas Sparks book coming out called The Wish. She does love her romance. (laughs) But I think that Nicholas Sparks might be a little bit too much swoon and feelings and not enough smut (laughs) for her. Oops. She's going to hate us. (laughs) She's going to hate you because I'm blaming you for that. Oh, yeah. That was all me. Yeah. That's fine. But am I wrong? No. No. So in reality, though, with this book, I am a little curious. Nicholas Sparks was at one point an autobi author for me. I'll admit it. That surprises me. But so, okay, hear me out. Okay. There's this phenomenon I feel like happens where some authors lose their ahem spark. (laughs) The more books they churn out. So it's surprising to me when I hear people who are like, OMG, I can't believe this book is so good. It's a debut from this author. When there are lots of times when I'm like, I love the the debuts and the early stuff. But when they just start whipping them out, I start to lose some of that. I definitely want to discuss and explore this idea more, especially concerning authors you like, such as Stephen King or even Kristen Hanna. So I have not read super old school Kristen Hanna, but I tend to love older while you tend to love the newer. So I'm also a little curious of if you can separate fan bases that way. Well, I I don't remember when The Great Alone was That was 2019. Oh, it was? I didn't realize it was so new. That was the one before um, The Four Winds. Okay. So then, yeah, I guess so, because I thought for some reason The Great Alone was older. No. um, And that's my favorite book by her. So um, I go back and forth with Stephen King. Because so not even new versus old. No, it's really book specific with him. Okay, so and I used to I loved a bunch of Nicholas Sparks book, A Walk to Remember. If you could never guess that, Um, so Mandy. The last song, yeah, Mandy Moore. It's my girl. Yeah. Um, Even the wedding, the Notebook, Avi, whatever. Good books, even better than the movies for sure. I've Three never... Weeks with My Brother, which is his memoirs, which touches a lot on some of the books he wrote, The Guardian even. He had so many good ones early on, but then they did hit a point where they just seemed to be feeling the same, sounding the same. So it, do you think that with Nicholas Sparks, it's because all of his books are the same genre, the same subject matter? the same he has tried to like touch into thriller but they also do get kind of the same even with that well because the reason i asked that is because chris and hannah while yes like the premise of her books are pretty much similar in the regards of strong female lead characters i still think all of her books are vastly different okay and that they all have a different feel Definitely Stephen King is that way as well because you have books like Billy Summers and 112263, books that focus more on the historical fiction with a, a twinge of thriller thrown in there. And then you have paranormal things like The Shining and The Green Mile and 
so many other things. And then you have like weird books out there like The Stand, which is about basically Corona, <laughs> uh, just a different disease and it's a virus, you know? I don't know. I'd be, I, I don't know. So you can't really, while it's all the same author with him and even with Kristen Hanna, I feel like okay. you can't really compare those. I could see that with Nicholas Sparks. Um, I've never read any of his books though, so that's I why I was curious. Read... I haven't read anything for a while. I will say Mel picked The Return by Nicholas Sparks for our book club. And I was just running really behind. Everyone was waiting on me. And it's the one book I haven't read with book club because they all finished it. And they're like, eh, don't bother. Is that his newest one? Mm-hmm. Before this one. Okay. Right, right. Yes, you got what I meant. Okay. You understood what I meant. His newest one before this yes. one that's coming out. Yes. Did it come out? I'm like... pretty sure. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's not my cup of tea. I watched The Notebook when I was pregnant with my son, and that was the worst idea ever. <laughs> my husband still makes fun of me for it because, spoiler alert, the old people die at the end. And... That usually never happens. Right. And so I had already been crying extremely hard through most of this movie. It's funny that you make fun, you bring up your husband making fun of you for crying while you're pregnant when watching a movie because we just talked about my Pete the Dragon incident earlier today. I don't remember your Pete the Dragon incident. So do you know that movie at all? No. Premise? Basically, I don't know, Boy, Woods, Lost. It's kind of like the Jungle Book, what with dragons? Yeah. Gets raised, but I don't know. <laughs> Honestly... <laughs> I honestly don't remember that well. He's he's the Mowgli of but, dragons. But, but in the end, the kid has to go back with the people and the dragon has to be set free. Okay. And my husband makes a joke that we're going to set Jackson the Mile oh, High Dog that's free. that's right. And I just could not handle that possibility. So I started crying, like ugly crying, losing it, like can't yeah. talk at the thought of my dog being set free. Yeah. Pregnancy is fun. It's so much fun. Yeah, when they died at the end, I got up to go to the kitchen because, like, I couldn't deal with it. And I'm screaming at him from the kitchen and through my tears. And I go, they died, didn't they? <laughs> and that's all he says now. And it's terrible. But they did. It was that. so sad. Like, that was not... I was very pregnant, too. So, like, hormones pumping through, just making me crazy. Yeah. Well. Anyway. If you're into that kind of thing like me, (laughs) sadness, not necessarily people dying, but if you're into sad things, tell me, Katie, what's the wish about if people are interested in some more Nicholas Sparks? (laughs) Well, it's not my cup of tea, but I'll share with you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, The wish is about a 16-year-old girl who's sent away to live with her aunt and meets a boy who introduces her to photography. She eventually becomes a renowned travel photographer, and I can already tell that this is going to be up your alley (laughs) with the photography and the feelings and everything like that. There's a boat on the cover, if you didn't know. Oh. So anyways, go on. So it's, okay, so this book is basically written for Kimmy. (laughs) So we're going to throw in some Christmas, too, which she also loves. And so one Christmas... She's trying to come to terms with the sobering medical diagnosis. She meets an assistant who tells her another Christmas story and her life changes. Wow. Seems pretty Christmassy. 
<laughs> you know, I just mentioned a few ago that I'm feeling mood rings. This, mood rings. I'm feeling mood reads this year, such as the ones in Future Wishes for Halloween. So I might read this one for a Christmassy mood read. I don't know. We were talking about a Christmassy read together. Ooh, could this be so... your first Sparks? Do you want me to vet it? Yes. Okay. I will vet it. If you would like to help me vet this book for Katie, The Wish will be available September 28th. Hit your hit us up with your reviews. Let us know if she should read it. I will read it. Probably not September 29th or anything. Probably December. <laughs> well, that's surprising that this is a Christmas focus book and it comes out ah, I September. Don't I don't know. Sometimes those don't always line up. It all depends on publisher. Maybe blah, they want to give blah, people blah. time to buy it and then they can yeah. read it and pass it on. I don't and know. And give it as a gift. I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't feel like there's a lot of Christmassy books out there. So this might have to do or holidays. Yep. Yep. (laughs) We started this episode with things that I love, but we have not specifically discussed any of your faves like historical fiction. Oh, well, a Harlem shuffle was kind of historical fiction. It was, being set in the late 1950s and 60s. But there's another book coming out called The Lincoln Highway by Amor Towles. Towles? Towles? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) Um, And that one's set in the time frame of 1950. This is another author that is hugely popular, but I haven't read anything. Uh, A Gentleman in Moscow is also by... I've read one of his books. Really? The Rules of Civility. You read that? I did not finish it. <laughs> it He's did, really popular. It did not have quotations. So you couldn't tell when a character was talking. What? And so I got very confused. And I felt, because so many people love that book, I'm like, well, maybe I'm just stupid and <laughs> couldn't follow. Um, but I gave up. I couldn't, I couldn't because I'm, it would drive your OCD with grammatical. This is so, that's weird. Okay. It, it drove me bonkers. It really did. I don't know if that's just his writing style or if it was just for that book or what, but I couldn't get past it. Weird. I feel like that book specifically, I didn't realize it was by him. But I feel like that is on Book of the Month categorized under modern classics. It is um, because I did see it on there. And I actually read this book like, oh, man, I want to say it was like eight or nine years ago. Weird. Okay. Yeah, because the, the cover really drew me in. It looked like it would be totally up my alley. The synopsis was totally up my alley. Well, okay, so... So tell me about this next book. Are you going to give it a try? Maybe? See if it's different? I I will need to actually look at a physical copy to see if there's um, quotations in it in order to see. But the breakdown of it. Of this one. Of of, the Lincoln Highway. The Lincoln Highway is, it reads like a road trip and feels like... Some quality traveling 
from what we've learned. We follow the story of Emmett Watson, who has just served a year in prison for involuntary manslaughter and wants to pick up his orphaned eight-year-old brother and head west to start their lives over. And then there end up being some stowaways that shake those plans up. Always, Once again. <laughs> always plans getting ruined here. So the Lincoln Highway comes out October 5th, if you want to see how that unfolds. I kind of think that sounds good. It does sound good. But now I'm going to have to look up the other one. Okay, but I, we're talking about what's co- to come. So maybe it would be a good audiobook. Oh, that's a good idea. Because then your brain doesn't need to worry about it. We'll find out if this one. That's really weird. I need to, to look it up. Like, I kind of, like, are you sure you didn't, like, read some unedited copy no, of this? No, because, <laughs> no, I didn't. Because I saw that somebody posted about it on Instagram a few months back. I don't even remember who it was. It was on their story that they had just finished it and that they loved it. And I sent a message and I said, this is the book without quotations, right? <laughs> and just just making sure that I remembered correctly. And she was like, yeah, it was fantastic. And I was like, oh, I couldn't get past that. Okay, so I'm going to have to do the thing that you do. <laughs> yeah. To see if you're the crazy one yeah. or the rest I'm of the I'm sure I am. Is. I'm sure I am because it gets rave reviews and everybody loves this author. So I'm sure I'm the oddball. Okay. I have no problem admitting that. Interesting. Nothing against the author. That's the style for that book, at least. I don't know if that's just in general, but I digress. Okay. So I'm kind of looking forward to it, especially now. (laughs) But historical fiction is really shining right now. Mm -hmm. There was a time where his fic was synonymous with war stories, which are not your jam at all. Nope. Of course, Anthony Doerr got extremely popular writing a World War II book called All the Light We Cannot See, which came out in 2014, but I still see it all over Bookstagram. Seven years later, he finally has a new book coming out called Cloud Cuckoo Land. It's a very interesting book title. I can't imagine what that book could possibly be about. Is it historical fiction as well? Or is it war? Or what is it? (laughs) I don't know. Oh. And honestly, so I've heard it's good to go in blindly. It spans centuries, so I guess part of it might be his fic. Sure. There's past, present, and future storylines. Plus, it's one of those books about books. And I've heard it's somewhat of a love letter to storytelling. I don't know. But we have the arc. I'm going to read it. If you enjoyed All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr or any of his other works... I highly suggest you check out this one, which drops September 28th. Have you read any of his other stuff besides? I have, actually, and I didn't even realize it was by the same author. That's been happening to me a few times lately. Uh, I've also read Saving Grace by him, which was really good. I think that's the only other one I've read. He has a collection of short stories called The Shell Collector that sounds really good, and I do want to check it out. I've been getting really curious about short stories collections, but I haven't read a name because I'm always worried I won't like them or they'll be too short and I'll get attached and then they'll just abruptly end or something. I love short stories. Yeah? I, I do. But Stephen King, hmm. going back to him, <laughs> he has some of the best short stories I've ever read. Um, you lent me a I collection did, but once. but you never... I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> it just 
lived in my freezer. I was still worried. All right, Joey. Um, you know, but there's also uh, Roxanne Gay. She writes a lot of feminist essays. I I read a lot of her books in college, um, but they're good. Um, hmm. Trying to think of who else. It's, um, it's been on my radar. I think that this is uh, a short story collection, but my hairdresser Jennifer actually recommended this to me, and I'm I've been waiting almost two months for it from the library. Um, John Green's new book called The Anthropocene. Anthropocene. Uh, Anthropocene. Procene. Procene. Reviewed is what it's called. Um, I believe that that's a collection of short stories as well. Okay. So I have yet to read that because I'm still waiting for it. I still have weeks to go before. He's very popular. He is. And that's fairly new. So I've never read any of his books before. Oh, I've before. read most of his have books. Have you? Um, but she said that it's really good. And um, I just really enjoy short stories because it's easy. It's so easy because you're like, eh, I don't really want to read for a while. Let me just read a quick story. And all of a sudden you're done. It's great. I might check them out soon. Honestly, I will probably start with Five Tuesdays in Winter by Lily King. We have that arc as well. So I loved Writers and Lovers by Lily King earlier this year. She writes really beautifully. I was highlighting the heck out of that book, and it felt like I was reading someone's thoughts. Like just that like stream of thought, consciousness, kind of style of writing that I really enjoy. Uh, I've been meaning to get to her backlog, but you know how those TBR piles be. They be big. <laughs> so I will for sure be reading and posting a full review before that one drops on November 9th. I didn't realize that that was short stories, so I'll probably also check that one out too. I haven't read any of her works. I hope you like her. So. I think I didn't even necessarily love the stories or characters, but just the writing, it just like sucked me in so good. I, I, that's what I hear about the John Green book is it's like that, that it's like a stream of consciousness sort of. I love that. Style. I like to be in someone's head. Yeah, it's fun. It's you feel like you're getting a glimpse into something that you really shouldn't be seeing. Ooh. I know. Don't get crazy with the smut. Okay. <laughs> so there's another collection of short stories coming out that. I'm sure we'll find its way to your house. Oh. We'll see. The Cursed Carnival and Other Calamities. New stories about mythic heroes. That sounds like it's right up your alley. <laughs> this is a collection from 10 different authors edited by Rick Rordain. Is that how you Rick say Reardon. That? Reardon. Okay. Sorry. It's edited by Rick Reardon. Rick Reardon is, of course, known for Percy Jackson and has created an imprint called Rick Reardon. Reardon presents and all of the heroes featured in this collection will have full stories published under that imprint. That is super cool. Yeah. I, that's awesome. The Cursed Carnival and Other Calamities is going to be available on September 28th. Um, I actually think that all those stories are like the individual novels about these heroes are already out. Oh, they so are. So it's like okay. if you already love them, you can read more about them oh, than this one. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not familiar. This was uh, actually the first I've heard of it when I was researching for this. Yeah. That's awesome that he has his own imprint. I only read the first Percy Jackson book, but 
I know. I'm sorry. You don't do YA though, but I, I was don't. like, I don't. In. I loved it. I've read so much of his and stuff. Your son loves it too, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm probably going to get this book. Um, it is by 10 different authors edited by Rick Reardon and it does have one new one by him, which I've heard might be him starting to get into some Irish or like Celtic mythology. Hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm probably going to get all those books in the collection for my son to read because every time we go to the library, all he does is like go to the look up Rick Reardon and see if there's anything he hasn't read, which luckily he has a lot that he just churns out. I didn't realize he wrote so much. He writes a ton. He does even have some adult books that I want to read and check out that aren't anything to do with. Oh, it. And is I, it fantasy? I don't think so. No? I think they're more like thriller. Really? So I'm, I'm curious to see how those, because he just writes really well. Okay. But my son is always looking for mm-hmm. anything by him, and he will just auto, like, it's his auto checkout. Which <laughs> his is auto checkout. Like, I basically, like it. little intro to auto buy. Yeah. So I'm so excited. And my son will be too. Yeah. Uh, well, he'll also be thrilled to know that Rick Reardon also has a new novel coming out as well. It's called Daughter of the Deep, and it plays homage to Jules Verne as a modern take on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Okay. I am thrilled for this book all on my own. It is going to be awesome. And I actually just made my son read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea this summer. So that's just going to be doubly amazing all around. Did he like it? Yeah. He did? Oh, good. I haven't read it. I haven't But read now it. I kind of want to. Yeah. Read it fast. Why did you choose that for him to read i've been making him read classics i don't know i'm a jerk okay because he basically wants to read anything by rick reardon or wings of fire which is some like weird dragon series Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to look at anything else so i have to force things on him yeah so i do just classics like jungle book robinson crusoe Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea (laughs) eh, i don't know yeah just read these yeah not pride and prejudice though boy classics okay yeah I like it. So I'm. we're both looking forward to reading Daughter of the Deep on October 5th when it's released. So I can't wait to hear what you think about that. That does sound like it would be up your alley. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so many books that I am just so hyped for this fall. It's crazy. I feel like we talked about so many, but I had like four more I was trying to fit in, but I think you I can wanna- still tell you them. <laughs> Go ahead. So there's O. William by Elizabeth Strout, which comes out October 19th. I've mm-hmm. heard it can be a standalone. We have the e-arc for it, mm-hmm. but it is like a revisiting of characters that are already pretty popular. Yeah. And a third kind of series thing. Then there's Wish You Were Here by Jodi Picot on November 30th. Mm-hmm. I don't... Have you ever read any Jodi Picot? I have not, but I did download that arc to my Kindle, so... Um, I was going to have that one be my first one. We have talked about her yeah. before. Yes. She is amazing at showing all sides and then some of controversial subjects. So I can't wait to see where she goes. Uh, then there's The Stranger in the Lifeboat by Mitch Album, which comes out November 2nd. Another favorite author of yours. Have you even read the book I gave you yet? No. Do it. You can read it in a day and cry for like three days. So that's why I haven't read it. Like <laughs> it has been sitting on my desk since February. I think you've given me two other books to read since then that I've plowed through. But that it one, probably- that one is like an inch, not even an inch big. It's like half an inch big. And I'm just like, 
I'm not ever going to read this. Like, it's just going to say, I might as well just give it back to you because it's just going to. Like I did with the Stephen King book that yeah. I kept forever. Yeah. Because it's, it just, it literally sits on my desk just collecting dust. But and it's it, so it good. stares at me when I'm working at my desk. But you like books that give you this. I don't ever like secretly like scary books and then say I don't. You love books that break your no, heart. No, I need to be in the mood for it. And okay. First of all, I I need to to defend myself right now. I go into books blind a lot. (laughs) So I should have not said. Yes, I would have read it had you not told me that. All right. I'm going to like just tape another cover to it. (laughs) (laughs) I go into books blind. So then when it ends up being sad and I still like it, it's It's not... So the book we're talking about is called For One More Day, which is one of my all-time favorite books. It's so good, as all of his books are. And apparently so sad. (sighs) Whatever, but it's fine. It puts you back together. I don't like books that leave you sad. The newest Mitch album book comes out on November 2nd. I've heard it's kind of The Shack Meets Castaway. Oh. So we'll see how that goes. I'm definitely going to read it. I've read the majority of his books... I think maybe there's two plus this one that I have not read. So the other book I will mention real quick because we're running out of time is Matrix by Lauren Groff on September 7th. This one sounds really interesting and the reviews on it are crazy. I'm kind of excited about that one too. Um, I read the synopsis and I was like, it's kind of like about like a a woman who joins a nunnery convent and Mm -hmm. is nunnery a word. (laughs) convent convent is i don't know if nunnery (laughs) is but it's fine i don't know if nunnery but it's like kind of about like religious getting all crazy with it and like super into it and yeah so just showing a bunch of sides but people are loving it in the reviews she wrote fates and furies which is very popular so matrix comes out on september 7th there is a ton of good books coming out this fall Uh, send us a message on Instagram. Let us know which books we mentioned today that you're looking forward to and tell us any upcoming fall books that we missed and definitely let us know which ones you want us to feature and talk more about in depth on an episode of The Lost Chill. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of The Lost Chill podcast. Please help our podcast to reach more listeners by subscribing and leaving a review. We read every single one together and jump up and down screaming with glee every single time. So you know we just truly appreciate it. And that is a true story, folks. (laughs) It's very true. If you can't get enough of the Lost Chill podcast, check out our website, thelostchill.com, for blog posts and more fun. Also, consider becoming a Patreon supporter for exclusive content and swag. We are constantly improving and growing our offerings, so be sure to check back often. If it's additional reviews and cute puppies that you're after, follow us on Instagram at Katie's Lost Chill and at Kimmy's Lost Chill. Follow The Lost Chill as well to get all of the latest information on upcoming books to be featured, upcoming author chats, giveaways, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Aww.